0: Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, First Deal with Your Own Log. I knew a person who came off like his special skill was judging others. Seriously, this person thought he had a special knack, ironically almost like a spiritual gift for figuring out people and what made them tick. Just one problem this person was often wrong. And sadly, this person had huge character flaws in his own life that he conveniently overlooked. In reality, this is a self-portrait for most of us at one point or another, to one degree or another. In Matthew 7, Jesus illustrates the air of wrongfully judging, and he does so with hyperbole and irony. Matthew 7, 3 and 4. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is a log in your own eye? Note that in this illustration, the speck and the log are located in the eye related to the vision. The speck is a small splinter. The log is a large beam of wood. If you have a mere speck in the eye, you still have some vision. It hurts your vision, but you are not completely blinded. You have a problem, but you are not completely disabled in that eye. In contrast, if you have a log in your eye, that eye is completely done. You can't use it at all. The vision is completely gone. How ironic that one with a log in the eye, metaphorically speaking, should try to deal with the speck in his brother's eye. In other words, the person with the log has a much larger problem than the person with the speck, and yet the person with the log is hypocritically critical of the person with a much smaller problem. It's so human to overlook your own shortcomings and to exaggerate the faults of others. This is sinful judging. Matthew 7 5, Jesus said, you hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will be able to see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Here Jesus deals with the essence of what he is condemning, and that is hypocritical judging. A hypocrite is a player. The word originally describes a play actor who plays a role on the stage at a theater. The word hypocrite literally means one who wears a mask. A hypocrite, therefore, is a pretender who pretends to be something he is not. He acts like he is more spiritual than he really is. Hypocrisy is something that God hates, and consistently it is denounced in the Scriptures. It was a key sin of the scribes and Pharisees. Jesus denounced their hypocrisy with seven woes in Matthew 23. The hypocrisy in view here involves a form of high pride. Pride exalts self and puts others down. This is what someone has described as, quote, the conceit of self-delusion. Pride is a blinding thing which prevents one from seeing properly, so it is very fitting that Jesus uses an eye an- analogy to illustrate his hypocrite this hypocritical problem. It's very hard to see properly with the log of hypocrisy in your eye. And again, this hypocrisy is fueled by pride. Jesus says the first order of business is to deal with self. Before being concerned about anyone else, our first concern should be to deal with our own sin problem. Before trying to straighten out others, make sure you deal with your own issues first. First, remove the log from your own eye. Don't be nitpicking at others and their faults when, if the truth be told, you have far bigger issues. First and foremost, deal with the log in your own eye. The first order of business is our own faults. It's so human to be critical of others and at the same time to be soft on self. It's just natural uh, to hypocritically give self some slack. It's part of human depravity. Having taken the beam out of our own eye via repentance, we are now in a position to help remove the speck from our brother's eye. This is the proper place of judging. It's not done with a critical spirit, but rather with humility and with integrity. There is to be no holier-than-thou attitude. We are all vulnerable. None of us are above being tempted, and none of us are above falling. Paul says, Let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall, 1 Corinthians ten twelve. Those who are truly spiritual are genuinely walking the walk. They have a life that is in tune with the Holy Spirit. It is they who are in a position to deal with, excuse me, to deal with sin in the life of an erring brother or sister. Even so, the process of correction is to be done in a spirit of gentleness, which is reflective of humility, recognizing that we too could fall. As Paul says, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Galatians 6.1, brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Anytime we put ourselves above others, we have a problem, especially when glaring egotistical hypocrisy is involved. This is the kind of judging that Christ condemns. There is a place for correcting. There is a place for holding others accountable. But it should not be done hypocritically. It should be done in humility and with integrity. C.S. Lewis rightfully said, a proud man is always looking down on things and people. And, of course, as long as you are looking down, you cannot see something that is above you. Indeed. Lord, we thank you for your word. It uh, certainly uh, cuts us and uh, convicts us at lots of different places. And, and Lord, it is uh, so easy to get into this uh, where we're judging others wrongfully Uh, yeah, we can kind of see what their problem is and nitpick and and yet have glaring issues in our own life. Lord, help us indeed to uh, take the log out of our own eye first so we might be able to help our brother with the the little thing, the speck that he's dealing with. So Lord, help us to keep proper perspective. Help us to not be looking down on others, but to keep uh, our focus on you, uh, the one who is above all. Lord, again, continue to guide us and direct us for your glory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.